Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslenko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 14 of this podcast. We will hear Father Mark's homily from April 15, 2018, the third Sunday of Easter in Year B. The Gospel for this week is Luke, Chapter 24, Verses 35 to 48. Let us listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. The two disciples recounted what had taken place on the way, and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of bread. While they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified, and thought that they were seeing a ghost. Then he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed, he asked them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Quite often, when we hear the word repentance, we can easily begin to imagine someone standing on a street corner in New York City on a soapbox calling folks to repent because the end of the world is near. It brings with it images of having to change the way we conduct the business of our lives, of adopting a set of protocols and rules that I then live by and act on. If we limit our understanding of repentance to simply adopting a code of behavior, we're going to miss the greater implications of how our Lord envisioned repentance to be. Imagine, if you will, those disciples going off and preaching, repent and believe in the good news. We cannot suppose that Jesus gave them some rules of instruction. After all, I don't think the Catechism of the Catholic Church would have been written back in the early days of the Gospel. They went with a message, and the message had more to do about a relationship with God than it did anything else. Jesus never gave people the specifics 
the A, Bs, and Cs of how one ought to repent. And so in understanding this greater concept of repentance, it's important to locate it within the context of relationship. And primarily, our relationship with God, our relationship with one another, our relationship with ourselves, and our relationship with the world in which we live. That repentance has something to do about connecting all of those things together, of orientating our lives properly, and as spiritual fathers and mothers tell us throughout the ages, right action will then lead from right relationship. So in other words, if we have our ducks in a row and we have our relationships straight, and we're keeping ourselves on track with those relationships, then we're going to do the right things. It's when the relationships become skewed or they lose a sense of importance in our life that behaviors begin to change and go in another direction. You see, we can approach the whole idea of gospel living in a couple of ways. It is possible, and we know people in our lives who are like this, These are the folks who never seem to do anything wrong. And as we look at them, we say to ourselves, perhaps, how is it that every time you act, you always do things correctly? Because for the most of us, we're struggling with the basics of life. And we are very much into the impulses and the desires that we find ourselves conflicted with. Some people approach life with the be a good girl, be a good boy mentality and never seem to move beyond that. They're labored by the shoulds and the have-tos without any real sense of why I need to act and conduct the business of my life in that way. Whereas if we root ourselves in a relationship with God, then God becomes the reason for the correct actions that I then take on myself. Because they come from within, not simply just imposed from without. So repentance is not about figuring out the shoulds and the have-tos of life. Repentance is about developing a relationship with God that then directs me in right action and right behavior as I conduct the business of my life. It's a little bit different twist on things. And then as we begin to adjust our relationship with God, what begins to change is what's going on in here. You see, because if I live my life only because I have to do things or should be doing things, we can find ourselves very empty and often very angry. But if we live our lives out of integrity out of a sense of the goodness within and the relationship with God that I have within, then I will want to do these things, not just have to do them. And then when we hear our Lord say to us, peace be with you, it's not just a nice gesture, but it's a reality because we will have peace within ourselves, that inner solitude that comes from developing a relationship with God, that comes from stumbling through the realities of life. And we will find ourselves bringing this to the trials and also the joys that we find ourselves experiencing. Inner solitude. You know, St. Paul said that virtue 
is born of weakness. Think about that for a minute. Virtue is born of weakness. Virtue comes out of the struggle. If we don't struggle with our lives, if we don't know what it is to wrestle with our demons, if we don't know what it is to really get into the messiness of humanity, of what it means to be a human being, then we're never going to figure out how all of the pieces fit together. Because if we're just simply living on the superficial plane of life and never really getting into things, really struggling with the darkness, really struggling with the doubt, really struggling with the temptations, really struggling with our sinfulness, really struggling with the complexities of humanity, then we're never going to grow and become who God wants us to be and who God made us to be. And so when Jesus sent those disciples out to preach repentance, the hope and the expectation was that they would meet people where they were at and show them a new way of living, a new way of looking at life that would bring joy, contentment, peacefulness, and a sense of rightness with God and one another to a world that is very broken And think about the world in which we live today. How conflicted we are. How lost we are. How desperately in need humanity is of getting its relationships back in proper order. So that from that order, right action would then flow. What a different life we would be living if we listened to God's call to repent and believe in the good news. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.